Choi. What's up, everybody? All right, so back again, Eddie Thomas, Pure Dot Defiance. He's on Instagram and TikTok. Ricky, back again with Everything Is a Choice. You can check it out on our main flagship site right now, which is at justamileaday.com. And on Amazon, you can buy the book or just uh, reach out and have some conversations with us. Post some stuff in the comments if you want to have either dialogue with us or have a thing that you like to talk about. And uh, share, subscribe, do all the stuff, you know the buttons. Any case, today we are getting into the core, the start and the beginning. And that will be belief. Belief I have found, even when I was going through, even doing my own writing and my own diagrams, which we've already seen can get pretty deep. I think belief is where everything starts. And I think belief is where it ends. And I think that the way that we work is almost like neural pathways where it'll go out, do what it does, come back, go out, do what it does and come back as far as information, values, love, our feelings, our identity, our fears, our races to acceptance, the things that we have to go through. And that's what I believe it starts with. Now, this can get into any direction at all, because belief is at the core of every single thing that we're going to run into. Now, one thing I love about Eddie, and one thing if you haven't noticed about Eddie, is he's really good at saying, what about the other way to look at it? It's probably my favorite thing that Eddie does. And that's why he's always on this jam thing. He's good at it. So, Eddie, I'm just going to leave you the floor on like, all right, give me just your point of view without any influence from me on like, well, what do you think about like, well, belief is this. Well, to start with, belief can be labeled anything. It could be perspective. It could be an opinion. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think belief is the alpha and omega of where we're at in, in our life. If you believe you can do something, yes, that, that, that itself will take you far. But then you have to have like actual backing of effort to, to see that through. Believing it isn't just like the, the start and stop. Because there is, there is other mechanics at work. But I believe that it starts with belief. Because if you don't have a belief in something, whether it be religion or politics or, or the new job that you're going to get or whatever the case may be, if you don't believe in that enough to actually put forth the effort, then you more than likely you're, you're not going to see it through to its fullest potential anyway. Yeah. I think that it goes into all aspects. I think the one that people forget about the most is believe in yourself. I think that a lot of times we always wait for exterior forces, like the job offer to show up or some miracle to happen or somebody to do something to reinforce our value, like a relationship or something like that. But you forget to believe in yourself. And that, you know, can go into all types of things. Um, one thing I know that we talked about in the group, do you remember the conversation about the filters that we use? I did a podcast on this by myself, actually. Yes, it, uh, uh, yeah, so the rose-colored glasses. You got it. Yeah, exactly. The, the way that we see things gets put through a belief filter. Now, the only thing that gets kind of, I guess, uh, I don't want to use a, an inappropriate adjective here, like frustrating or can be alarming or scary, is that most people are using a filter that they don't know what it is. 
it's just a subconscious filter, whether it be um, some sort of a you know, belief system that has hate riddled into it. So politically, people are very charged because they already have like their red or their blue filter on before it even starts the conversation or uh, you hate this politician or you hate this one. They already have that in there before you ever say a word or pro vaccine against the vaccine already have a filter on. So no matter what you say, my beliefs are going to make me defensive, uh, racist, not racist, like all of these filters are already put on for people and they may not even have an awareness that all of the information that they're running through them is getting put through either this hate filter or this discrimination filter or this belief filter that it's good or bad or some sort of a judgment applied. And then they fill in the blanks. And I think that's the dangerous part when it comes to belief is people add to the story and call it fact. They add through a filter that adds new elements or new chemicals or new whatever. And then they create, have you ever seen those straw man arguments? The ones where somebody makes up something that you didn't say. So for example, you're like, oh, I think that this painting that was done by so-and-so is, uh, I think it was derived as some sort of religion thing. So I think maybe that has something to do with Jesus or something. And someone goes, so what you're saying is that this painter knew more than Jesus. You're like, I'm, didn't actually say that at all. How did you, what did you run it through to get that answer? So you're saying that you think paintings mean more than God. Like I just said, I think it has a religious connection. I didn't say anything's better or worse or who's right or who's wrong. So now I see what you're saying. You think the Bible's a bunch of garbage, right? And you're like, I just said the paint. No, I didn't say any of this. And people yeah, put in words in your belief mouth. system. But when they do that, they're adding all of these things that aren't actually a part of the conversation because it ran through a filter that they may not even know exists. And that's one of the, the interesting things with belief systems. I'm going to start off with us on this aspect because we can go into religion. We can go into politics. We can go into any taboo topics, whether it be vaccines or abortion or, or divorces or whatever. But let's start with something far more simple. Let's start with something more controllable and more direct. How about just someone's goals or a dream or an idea that they want to achieve? Something simple, simple as I want to lose weight or I want to get stronger or I want to get faster or I want to achieve a financial goal or whatever. Doesn't matter what the goal is. Let's start off with the belief systems and how does this affect you? And I don't think most people are really aware of what filter they're using or how that operation actually works. You want to know how I am, I'm coming to this conclusion? So think of how many people just quit on themselves for no reason. I think a lot of that comes down to, I, so I tell my nephew all the time, I don't know who originally said it, but I love the saying. It's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. It was Henry Ford him or or was it now, now i have to challenge you on that is that your belief or do you have any evidence to show that well yeah there's a bunch of stuff that was quoted from him like it was at this point over 100 years ago well not 100 yeah, now i don't know if i believe you well, let's pull so, so because yeah. i don't believe you i'm gonna go time. ahead i'm gonna go ahead and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna disregard that that's accurate I'll, i'm gonna send it to you right now and we wait 
I got you, bro. I got you, bro. Uh Let's see. Let's see. Uh, you took too long, which means whatever it is that you're doing no longer applies to the conversation. I'm going to rule it invalid. All right. He says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Uh, he was talking about limiting beliefs, which is what we're tapping into right now. Let's see. When did he say this? So I can give you that. 1947 is when they first said that he has it. So, you know, it wasn't exactly 100 years. I mean, what, 80 83. <laughs> See, and you were off there. Therefore, it proves my point. Your whole statement is invalidated by a grammatical error. Yeah, I mean, it was still Henry Ford who said it. But you know what? I shouldn't have added a time frame. You're totally right, man. Totally right. But no, I mean, that plays into the uh, the, the demonstration. It's just the, the belief system can be skewed in, in, in a, such a way that if I wanted to play in my advantage, I can pick it apart regardless of how many facts, like your original statement, which goes into my trust in you, I automatically assumed because I know you, you do your homework, you're knowledgeable that what you said is accurate. But if I was a random stranger and I heard you say that I could challenge it and doing so along any of those research topics that you were doing, I could pull apart anything that I wanted to be able to try and invalidate what you said and ignore the original statement, which was Henry Ford said this, and that was the original topic. But if I can drift you far enough off topic to be able to negate the fact that what your original statement was, was correct, then we can lead you into a point where I can start to stray away from that and lead you to a point where I can get back to what I believe in, which was my original statement, regardless of who said it. So if my beliefs outweigh your beliefs, it's not a matter of whether you were right and I was wrong. It's a matter of whether or not I can make sure that my agenda is still met. Good call. And this is one thing I've been practicing for myself. Not saying I'm against your agenda, but do you know what it is? In this particular instance? Yeah. I just wanted to be right. <laughs> so regardless of what the facts said i just wanted to be right so that's what i believed i believed i was right so regardless if you pulled that up and it was or wasn't henry ford i would have continued down the path of yeah i I was right regardless of the actual information the facts are behind it yeah to reinforce that you believe you're right even even if even if it was like off a little bit you'd still be like well still right (laughs) <laughs> like I think that you're not too far off from what people are doing to save face or not be embarrassed or to uh, stay, I guess, at the top or be credible or whatever you would say. What would, what do you think would be someone's assessment for you when you see somebody get like defensive in this way that's going to disregard facts in order to be right? You're going to ignore logic to be able to continue to raise your ego. You're You're going to, You're going to overrule the fact of new information coming in so that you can remain correct in your own assumption, regardless whether the position you originally stood in was correct or incorrect. That seems moronic to me, but a lot of people do it. Yeah, I hear you. As far even your judgment of saying it's moronic, I, I can I can see I can say it seems ignorant or seems foolish. Those are usually words people would use to add a judgment to it. I'm going to go a little less 
I'm a little more um, objective on it. If you're watching somebody denying the facts in order to be more correct, this would be your feelings getting in the way of just being able to even go through the system of a simple version of the race to acceptance, whether it be denial or people get angry or defensive or uh, start, you know, trying to bargain like, well, you know what, maybe he did say it, but he didn't say it, you know, in this exact way. He said, whatever you think you can do or you think you can't do, you're right. But I said, whatever you believe you want to do versus what you don't want to do. So he's he didn't really say it, you know, like yeah, semantics. Make, They're yeah, splitting the hair that to make it so that they end up more correct, which is kind of a funny thing. If you look into what your feelings or what your defenses are doing, especially around your beliefs about being right or wrong. Do you know why that's so important to you? I think people get in their own damn way from being able to connect, have a good dynamic, a good conversation, or like you said in the last episode, being a good conversationalist, because we'll get defensive, whether it be being exposed that we don't know as much as we thought we did, or uh, we start getting insecure and have to protect our ego. Like whatever the thing is, when people generally, and this is my assessment, I would like you to challenge this belief that I found so far. I believe when people start to lose their cool, they start to break their posture and use whatever defense mechanisms, excuses has set up for them, whether it be to shut down, to get aggressive, to name call, to start judging aggressively, um, to belittle, to put people down. When people start going to this kind of irrational positioning or, or stance, this is where I start questioning, is this really a place that you feel confident or strong in? And if you don't feel like I'm very secure in this conversation, that I have to start knocking you down in order to be right, it almost feels as though at that moment, you're coming up on somebody's weak spot, something they feel vulnerable, or they feel not complete in this area of conversation. And if you keep pushing, I'm going to start changing it into you're an idiot or you're stupid or you're an asshole, you know, start judging aggressively in order to keep you away from prying and exposing that I don't really know any more answers beyond this. And maybe I made some of that shit up, but I still believe it. <laughs> and so my assessment is when people get defensive, it's their weak spot, not their strong spot. What do you think? I agree with that. And uh, making stuff up on the spot is usually the go-to. And it normally happens with statistics. It's funny enough. 76% of the time, people will just throw out a random number of statistics to be able to show that they're right with actual no evidence to, to back that. Well, they actually change it. It's 82% of statistics are made up on the spot. Is uh, 70, 76 and a half. Did they, did they start going down? Because I'll, I'll settle for 81%. <laughs> Of the statistics we're making up right now. <laughs> and be, and the reason a lot of people do that is because no, no one really wants to take the time to, to fact check that, to, to research, to figure out the new information. And people are so absorbed in this, this concept of my information has to be absolute because if it's not, then I'll look foolish and I don't want to look foolish. So rather than learn, I would rather go ahead and be falsifying information in front of you to a whatever degree 
to make sure that my point is on track. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make shit up. Ever have those conversations where somebody does that and they make up a shit where it's like, you'll be talking about a bigger point and they'll pick apart something that's not really a big part of that. And then because they are correct about their one part, it means anything else that you're saying can't be correct. Have you ever run mm -hmm. into those types? Yep. I think those are interesting conversations that like, because of this one thing that you may not have known happened means you don't know anything happened. But that also goes into the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legitimacy, the credibility behind your original statement. If we go through a whole conversation and let's just say 90% of it is accurate, but you have that one 10% where it is inaccurate, could it be that the 10% that you're missing could change the other 90% entirely? Or could it just be that you were missing a small little gap? And we've talked about this before where 100% of the story tells everything. But if you miss 10% of it, you have a whole lot of information that you now have to second guess because 90% of that may have been based around the 10% that was missing. Well said and very agreed. And we talked about that before, how the reason that beliefs are the beginning and the end is because it is the part that everything runs through, but it's also the easiest part between your values and your feelings to change. Like you said, that one new piece of information can completely alter the entire belief system. So you could feel safe and secure. I feel like things are good until someone says, well, there is a poisonous snake in the building. So heads up. And you're like, now I don't feel good at all. This new information has completely changed the way I feel about this entire situation. Or you can feel like my marriage could never be stronger. There's nothing that could break us up. I feel reassured and I feel solid and appreciated in my relationship. What could go wrong? And you find out your wife is having just one little orgasm with your best friend and it changes your entire dynamic of your relationship because now trust and your values and love and honor and honesty, all these things just got disrupted from one new piece of information getting thrown into a very solid belief system to make the whole thing crumble into a new opinion completely. So I think that you're very fair in saying that 10%, well, I guess it could kind of matter and be open to hear new information because denial is interesting in the face of even though I've heard something that would reinforce that the belief system should be altered, I'm going to disregard it because I don't like it. And that's interesting. I think that you're right. You said before, it's interesting that people will choose ego over knowledge, choose pride over progress. I think it's an interesting way that we set our belief systems of. And that's why I said, it's funny to watch how subconscious this is, because I think that if people were really aware that I'm denying facts in order to be right, that if you say it out loud, you're like, kind of hard to stand on this. It's hard for me to keep going with this one because I'm denying facts to be right. But you should listen to me. Well, I also think it's perception of the situation too, because all right, for instance, if we're stuck in the belief that percentages and factual information is 
absolute, then we utilize a passing grade. So if we're going into like college statistics, a passing grade above a certain percentage, that, that's good news. Are we in disagreement? If we're not in disagreement, then take that same ideology, that same concept and apply it to a relationship. If you cheat on your wife once a month for an entire year, it's still a passing grade. Is that still good news? You were still more faithful than you weren't. Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. It's, it, I think that's part of where I think belief systems and, and, and these things come into play. It's a good question. Like, is it a passing grade system or what does it go into? Which goes into why beliefs are connected directly to your values. Because if it goes against your values and your principles and your morality, then of course you're going to have a disconnect when you see certain actions that would be needed to fulfill your needs get completely jumbled by, like you said, this small percentage of what would be considered a passing grade on college midterms. But as far as your relationship is a non-negotiable, this is, I think, where it gets a little deeper as far as know thyself. What are your values? So you can know if your non-negotiables or your boundaries are being crossed. Ironically, and I've even noticed this when everybody from like a men who are over 60 down, most people couldn't actually answer what their highest even five priorities are for their value system. Like, what are your main value priorities. And I think people have kind of a wishy-washy idea of what that is without knowing that's what's important to me, whether it's respect or family or loyalty or honor, honesty, or whatever the thing is their thing. If you don't know, how do you know if it's being crossed? How do you know if your non-negotiable is being messed with if you don't know what they are? So I think it depends. Maybe people aren't using a value system like that. They're not using that grading scale. But then there's the other side of that. Sure. Where what your values are may be the exact same as somebody else's, but on a different level. So if, if your values are respect, for instance, and your respect is in such a category that goes above somebody else that is giving you respect, but not to the, the level that you you value that you would see that you would apply to them are they still giving you respect are they still treating you with respect or are they treating you disrespectfully because it's not to the level of respect that you expect from them or that you would give them in return yeah you're talking about the power of words i think it's a good question because everyone has a different definition and this is where the practice in communication and this is why i was so thankful that you talked about this in the last episode if you're a good communicator or not, a lot of times people will be doing what they do, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily has anything to do with you. It's just, they're doing what they do. And to ask if it's meant as a, I guess the motive or what's the incentive for the way that people do things. I think I find it most curious that people get upset when it sounds like you're challenging them to explain their motives. Like the way you came off to me felt disrespectful. Is this what you're trying to do? Or are you trying to do it in a way that's not disrespectful? 
like it's asking to understand, but people feel so challenged or they feel so uh, like almost exposed that you're being disrespectful, even if you're not, that that's where I see that weak spot come out where people start getting defensive or make excuses or have someone back off or shut down or walk away. So I think it's a good point in being able to define what do you think your value is for respect? Because I do know even with, with me and my Andrea, we have a different definition for the word. I had a conversation with my mom on the word challenge. She has a very definition for the word than I do. Hers is far more negative and mine was more encouraging and positive. Like I challenge you to do an extra rep or I challenge you to push yourself just a little harder or do just a couple more minutes. Like these are positives. I want to see, can you take your limit just a little farther because you'll be proud of yourself if you do. I don't think challenge is a bad word. A lot of times for me, challenge is meant to understand more. But if I make that a negative terminology and I say, like you use the word respect, if I say respect is not being given and I need to do something about this, I think that it also goes back to the way I handle it shows whether it's a weak spot or a strong spot for me. And the power of communication makes it so I can reinforce the way I handle it. That's where the choice lies. How are you going to do with this? What are you going to do? Are you going to freak out and show that if someone's disrespectful, that's your weak spot? Are you going to confirm that is your intention to try to do harm here or are you just doing what you're doing? Or do you just let it slide off and pretend like nothing happened? Like the choices are sitting right in front of you. And if you don't really understand what your definition for your values are, your belief system is going to react instead of respond in an irrational way or a scared way or a weird way. At least that's my assessment. And maybe, maybe I'm going off into the weeds in a weird way here. What do you think? Well, I, I mean, I agree with your, your challenge analogy, but when you challenge someone to an extra rep, I believe it's different than challenging someone's actions. So if someone did something to you that makes you feel disrespected and you, and you address it, even just for clarification, just to understand better, it could be misconstrued or it could come off as a challenge of their actions, even though in their mind they were being respectful in comparison to how disrespectful they could be. But they completely disregard how disrespectful it was in comparison to how respectful it could be. So just ignoring the fact of they could do better and you addressing it makes them feel as if you're saying you could have done better. And when addressing that, now it brings it to light. Like, damn, all right, maybe I could have done that better. But now I feel defensive because I didn't see it on my own. And now you're addressing it. And now I see it. So therefore, rather than go ahead and accept this new information, reword it, rework it, readdress it. I'm just going to go ahead and shell up and either go silent or become aggressive back to you. That falls into a few pieces, but it's a good point. Even asking somebody, why did you do that? Sounds like a judgment to them. Do they see the filter that was added? Like if I said, why did you say it like that? People start going like, say it like what? Say it like I talk. Why do you talk the way you talk? You know, like people will start filling in all of the blanks that something's happening to them 
when you were just asking, why did you say it like that? Instead of just answering the question. And that's where I still assess that as, and this may be my wrong for diagnosing, this must be a soft area for you because you immediately got aggressive, defensive, or started to shut down instead of answering the question. And it's a, it's a unique thing if someone's completely oblivious to their own belief systems, their own weak spots, because they're going to start attacking you when you were simply asking because you didn't really know how they saw it. I was going to say, because in their mind, they believed what they had done was respectful. They didn't realize that their actions or words or whatever had happened was respectful in their mind, but only based around their belief system to what they knew, not accepting to new information that could alter that belief system if they let it to be able to help them grow, help them learn, help them change and do better. Not going, damn, all right, I could have said that a little bit better. Um, my bad, let me back up. This is what I meant. And from this point forward, I'll take this information and apply it so that I don't misspeak. That way I don't act out of place in a manner that I felt was, was respectful, but now in hindsight, I see could have been more respectful and I see how you took it as disrespectful. Wasn't my intentions. My apologies. Let's go ahead and let's run this back. This is what I meant. You can answer the question. You can grow as a person. You can alter your beliefs, all for a positive. But we are so hung up on the idea that our beliefs are absolute with no questions. And the moment it's questioned, it becomes a problem. Yeah, I think it was a good point. Nice breakdown on that. That reminds me of a Robert Covey thing. I'll have to find in a second here. But I think that you just did a good breakdown. And as I was kind of working through what you were saying, I think it even starts with first slow down. I, I feel like that's so undervalued it is. in conversations. Like, hey, hey, slow down for a second. Like you're pumping the gas here, but just hold on a second. It's kind of like I, I did an explanation once of people driving a car and a tire goes flat. And when the tire goes flat, instead of going, whoa, hold on, hold on, slow down, let's pull over, let's address the flat tire. They slam on the gas and just, <laughs> just start going nuts and start messing up all other parts of the car. Things start getting crazy. Eventually, sometimes it worse. The, the tire shoots right off and you're just grinding on one side. And instead of slowing down and pulling over and saying, hey, let's let's fix this before it starts causing permanent damage to the vehicle some people will go until the whole thing is just just you can't even fix it and i think it's a good point to say hey hey slow down stop because right now it's just a flat tire and we can fix that pretty easily but if you start destroying the chassis start messing up all of the axles and the things start messing up inside and you burn the engine out like we got way bigger problems than just a flat tire so slow down Let's go ahead and work on that. You said, let's seek to understand. I don't, it's crazy that we're not even doing that anymore. I, I, it's amazing to me the conversations I see where people don't want to stop and go, let me hear exactly where you're coming from. Understanding that it's perfectly fine to just say like, I hear you and understand you. My beliefs 
don't agree with what your beliefs are. We're different people. But thank you for showing me the way you see it. I just don't agree. And that being okay. It's it's okay. <laughs> like it's okay to be different than somebody else because we're all different. Or maybe even agree entirely. Like you could say something and I might not agree all of it. But there might be points in there that I'm like, all right, no, that that checks, that that tracks. All right, so I'm going to take that bit that I just heard and I'm going to absorb it. I'll, I'll utilize that. And I'm going to add that into my belief system, which may alter it in a manner that, that can benefit me. If I can see that, if I can acknowledge that, and I'm aware that I'm able to do that. And you're right. I mean, most people nowadays listen to reply, not to understand. And it's disgusting. That's my judgment. That's your judgment. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Like, it's so sad. Like, we have all of these this information at our fingertips nowadays. We can literally Google anything. We can have conversations with people way above our pay grade. We have access to millions of people on an average day because of the internet. And what we get on and fight about is left or right or fucking vaxxed or unvaxxed or, or religious and not really. Like, the, we, we have some of the dumbest conversations based around somebody else's personal feelings rather than a subject that we might be able to learn and grow from. Mm -hmm. Like if we took left and right, just for example, politically, which I try not to get into it too much, but politically left and right, left makes some sense sometimes and right makes some sense sometimes. If we just took the good shit from left and right at the times that they were providing good shit and put it together and said, okay, the left made some dumb shit and the right made some dumb shit. We're going to discard that and keep the good shit. We would no longer have a left and right. We would have what makes sense. Yeah, I think that your assessment's right. And and I did a thing where like, um, you know, me and my girl and I, I was like, all right, what are we? I'm like, let's look it up. And I looked up like, what does the left stand for? What does the right stand for? And see where we fall. And she's more conservative. And I ended up being what was called like a moderate. Like... I agree with certain things on the left. There's certain things that I agree with. I don't agree with the way it's done, but I agree with the idea. And I think that's where, if I have to like make my assessment, there are things on the left that it's not the worst idea, but the way you're doing it makes it the worst idea. It's taking a great idea and doing it terribly. You know, something is like, I'll tell you right now, I already, I solved abortion. I figured out like, how do we make that work without everybody being so fucking angry all the time? It's not comfortable and it's a very complicated topic, but I solved it. I'll do that a different day whenever we want to get real controversial. But it is a middle spot here that covers both sides. The argument that I saw on the left side that I didn't agree with is it's not that people being pro-choice is a problem. It's that they don't have a defined time when it's not a problem. Like that that should like it should be. Like, where's the cutoff for now we're just chopping off chopping a grown baby up? Like, where's the cutoff here? And people were arguing that up to term and even a little after term, the baby's born, still green light. And I'm like, we're just chopping up babies at this point. Like, I there's got to be a line here that we can all kind of agree that like, yes, you're taking a life. 
but at least it's like before the, the babies, before she's showing, you know, second trimester or something, there's got to be a line here where we're, we're at least able to find like, it's messed up. It's twisted. I don't agree with it, but at least mildly acceptable for your decision. And ultimately, as far as religion goes, it's their choice. And if they understand I'm taking a life. That's what I choose to do. Let me sign the lines. Do you understand God will judge you at the end? They're like, I'm not even religious, so I don't care. All right, as long as you've covered your bases, why is everybody so damn angry? It's not even, as far as, I'll go against the right a little on this one. It's not your place to judge. That's kind of the, that's where I end up going. Is like people will say, if you're pro-life, there's a couple flaws. And my belief is, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, 1 through 6, don't judge people unless you want to be judged. Don't judge the splinter in my eye for the log in yours. And when it comes to those points of view, if somebody else is going to make a decision that when they face big guns upstairs, there's going to be whatever consequences come from that. As long as they say, well, I agree. Who are you to tell you that big guns upstairs can't do a better job than you can? That's just one point of view. On the other side, if you're going to take a grown baby and chop it all up and say it's not a life, you're in a realm of insanity to me. And that's craziness. So what is this like window? I think that Texas tried to do it right. I didn't say they did it right. I think that maybe an extra like couple of weeks to this time frame or whatever, maybe a middle ground or some sort of balance, but they're trying to say at least before a certain time here, don't start second trimester aborting babies. That's just a belief system where the left and right, come on guys, we're our fringe versions of things are doing it wrong. What's a middle ground here? And that was probably deeper than I probably should have gone on it, but there's more to it. Obviously it gets into like male perspectives and dads and there's more stuff to it, but just saying, where's that middle ground on a lot of these things? But I just think that there's no, there's no trying to find, I guess, that sense of middle justice that works for all. And people are trying to say, my way. And that's where I guess we're getting into a belief system of justice and fairness and equality or whatever it would be without assessing what does that really mean? So I don't know if we really want to go that direction with it, but maybe I should shut okay. up now. <laughs> we could dabble in a little bit. It's it's a sensitive topic for a lot of people because I, I think you're right. I think there's no def- definitive line of of where it's convenient to inconvenient. I don't think anyone's come up with – I think a lot of people are just trying to make everybody happy, and you can't. You can't make everybody happy because they're going to have their own viewpoint. They're going to have their own belief system. And just because you find it okay for this to happen doesn't mean that I will or I should, but if it becomes law, then I have to. And that goes against my beliefs, so therefore I'm mad about it. But they also don't look at the flip side. And so there's a, there's a line from a, a rapper, Tom McDonald, and he says, why would bacteria be considered life on Mars, but a heartbeat inside a woman doesn't? So we have a definitive line with that mentality for what life is but when we apply it to the abortion topic then it gets a little bit more mis, mis, mis 
it gets a little more skewed. And I think that just derives from the feelings of it because we're, we're looking at finding life on a planet. So any, any sign of it is, is good news. But now when we look at life inside a person and when it's okay to be able to end it, we start to put a lot more feeling into this and the feelings and emotions that come along with this override the logical aspects of what we were just comparing it to with finding life on Mars. So it, it gets really uncomfortable because we make it uncomfortable with our emotional aspect. We're not, we're not looking at it logically. We're not looking at like circumstances. If rape was the case or if the, the child was going to be born with all sorts of health issues, making its life horrendous. Like, is it better to let it live or is it better to end it early? Like, is that our call? Is it not our call? And that's, that's where people are trying to find this balance. I think the, the argument that I was even watching for this is to take all of the ex, like the exist, like those crazy circumstances, like the ones where like my uncle raped my you know niece or something, or like dad is raping my daughter, like all of that stuff when it came down to like the incest or the rape stuff, or um, even the babies who are going to be defective or, you know, whatever situation. Cause I know people who have had like health issues in their pregnancy that would have hurt the mother like she wouldn't have made it or been okay and they're like we should probably pull the plug now because you're not going to make it if you continue with this direction the baby is developing in and those are difficult situations but even still all of those like the rapes and the incest and the the even the defects in babies is still less than one percent of the abortions that happen it's under one percent which would mean that over 99% is contraceptive. And that's where I think people get more argumentative is that it turned into, I just don't want it. Well, that's not because the baby's defective. It's not because you were raped. It's not because anything bad happened. It's just, oh, well, nature does what it does or God did what he did. And now we're going to have a, ba- a baby and I don't want it. I don't want that extra responsibility. I don't want to have to go through the pain. I don't want to have to figure out who the baby daddy is. Like there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that comes into that. Let's put all of that stuff into the, let's talk about the 99% part, the, the contraceptive part. Now, when it comes to the agreement of what is life, that's why it gets so funny to watch people say bacteria on Mars is proof of life on Mars, but a heartbeat in a woman, well, it's not born yet. Doesn't count. It's absolutely 100% going to be a human if you let it just be what it's going to be. <laughs> so there's no, can't deny it's not a life. So I think the argument that people have, especially like where they start getting into those semantics on the right is, are you killing a baby or not? And if the person is able to just at least have the awareness of saying, yeah, I'm going to kill a baby. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I don't want it. I'm going to kill it. They go, okay, our opinion or our religious view is that that's murder. That's bad. That's all these other judgments that get assessed. And you're going to have to face the maker when that comes. Well, are you prepared to face God or face the maker, whoever, whatever the situation is saying, yes, I killed a baby. Are you willing to do that? And if the person says, yeah, I'm good with it, whatever. 
as far as my opinion would go on that, like if you're a pro-lifer, you're like, it's not your judgment. You don't get to make that call. If they're good with the consequences and their choice is I'm going to do this, fully understanding this is killing a baby and whatever. What are you protesting, man? Like, what are you doing? They, they know that at the end, I got an answer for this. And they say, all right. Well, well then what's the argument? What do you, you're going to curse them to hell. You're going to damn them. You're going to do God's job and you're going to cast judgment. Like you're out of your, that's not your job. So you're out of your element. Unless you well, can do better than Jesus or God, you probably shouldn't be doing that part. That taps into the whole religion aspects since you went that route. And that would, that's a whole different topic in itself, but just to touch on it a little bit, if there are segments throughout the Bible where it's instructed for you to do God's work, then their intervention may in their mind and their belief system be that my voice is being directed by this higher power for me to stand my ground and to make this difference. And then at that point, it's who are we to be able to, challenge that so there's it's belief if you believe you're right no matter what the circumstances no matter what the situation is if you believe strongly enough that you are right then in that situation that's that's what you are going to be in your mind whether the evidence shows it or not is completely irrelevant whether or not the future holds the outcome of what you originally desired like i I go in, in abortion. I was like, I can't remember who I was having the conversation with. I think it was uh, our buddy Chewy. Either way, we were, we were having this general conversation about the abortion thing and it went on to a couple of different topics. But the main point to it was if we looked at it as could it be a positive or negative thing, we also have to look at, okay, is this abortion going to kill a, a child that could grow up and provide a numerous amount of benefit to the world, or could it be the next Hitler? Like if Hitler was already like 86 before he even came to conception, like that, that would be a positive, right? So without knowing what the future holds, your belief of pro-life versus pro-choice could actually be a negative to the, the, the outside world in time to come without actually letting things take its course, we'll never know. So we can put our judgment in place, but without actually letting things play out like they're going to anyway, we're not going to get the end result of good or bad to come from that as time goes on. And we can't know the future. So making our judgment now is literally based around just our belief in that moment. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you as far as like, if you don't know, you got to play it out. <laughs> I agree with you on the part. I don't know if I agree with like minority report abortions, like this one's going to be Hitler. Let's kill it. Like you, I mean, who knows? I think that you're right as far as you never know what's going to happen. So you can't really play that card and, you know, in anybody's decision making because now we're in make-believe. Well, this could well, be I, the next no, superhero or this could be no, a supervillain. I understand completely. And that's my point, though, is we don't know. Mm -hmm. So you're going off of the, the premise that this is good or bad based on the information that we have. It's like the, the story that you told me what, two episodes ago. Maybe we'll see. 
well, it's bad that you're killing a child. Yeah, in, in, in this moment, that's your judgment. Maybe. We'll see. Oh, well, it turned out that you didn't kill the child. It grew up and it, it was Hitler. Well, that's pretty bad itself. Maybe. We'll see. Like, we, we don't really know what's going to happen with our choices right now as they unfold in the future. So we're just acting in, in the understanding that we have with the information provided to us at the moment. Yeah. And in this moment, the people that are like, pro-life is the way to go, aren't considering the future. Just right. like the people that are acting under pro-choice aren't considering the future. Right. But yeah. our belief is what hinders us in that moment to go, we all have free will. Like this is this is what this is my body, this is my choice, or this is right or this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like the, my body, my choice can vary from topic to topic. My body, my choice goes away when you talk about anti-vaxxers. No shit. Now, yeah. now, now we get into the topic where everyone's like, "Yeah, my body, my choice. I can, I can kill a child." However, your body, your choice is invalid now that you won't stab yourself with a needle. Mm, or put an un-FDA-approved vaccine in your body, like, by force. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you're right. And this is, where, this is where there's so much pushback on that. But I'm not going the vaccine route on this. But as far as um, the belief I didn't even want to go to the true. abortion route on this. But that's the direction it took. Who knows? We have to cut it all out. I don't know. But as far as uh, as far as that, because shoot, I'll, if I, I'll grab my actual, like, I wrote it all down. Like, this is how we hit the middle area to make it like the thing is an abortion at the end of it. And this is my last part for that. The, uh, the actual answer is nobody wins. Like there is no winner in abortion. There's always a baby dies or a baby is going to grow up in like a, a life where it wasn't wanted. Like there's, there's no real win. You know, they don't have a system in place for pro-lifers at the moment to make it so that, hold on. Um, let's go back into like, I guess, like as, as far as all that goes, we can see where there's a bunch of choices in there. We can see how the belief system, no matter what you believe is right, you make right. And even if it's asinine, crazy, and even murder, people will still find a justification in their belief system that it's okay, or it's the right thing to do. It's one of the most dangerous things that people have done. Um, I remember watching a thing from Marshall Rosenberg who created NBC and he was talking about at the beginning of it, what the most dangerous terminology for judgments are when it came to their belief systems. So, you know, the, the whole concept of, you know, even right now you see the totalitarianism coming in when they ask what happened to the German people to create that whole Nazi movement, because this was a highly civilized society. They were highly democratic. They, they weren't aggressive or hating everybody. What happened to make it so their belief systems went so dramatically the other way how did good people become able to do genocide or murder or all of these horrible things and i think when it came down to the entire system for how their belief systems were set up as it started just pumping in fear freaking everybody out and changing their beliefs over what what was my connection I was going to have is not through the judgments, but the um, justifications. I think it's the justifications that we make. And the word that was used was Aufsprachen, 
which is German for office speak. An interesting thing with people's beliefs is if they believe that it's company policy, you believe that you're under orders, you believe that you're mandated, you believe you have to do something. What happens is people are able to justify altering what they truly believe or their true values are, even if it's just small sacrifice after small sacrifice to make it so that somebody who would normally be empathetic or a good person now can kill somebody or do mass murder because I'm under orders or I have to, or it's policy or it's protocol or whatever alleviation of responsibility we can do for these belief systems. Have you ever, have you ever heard of that? I even watched a thing on Jordan Peterson doing a breakdown of two police officers that were German officers. And these were good cops. They weren't bad guys. They were good guys. They wanted to protect citizens. They wanted to keep people safe. They were police officers that were good cops. And it showed the small sacrifices in integrity and in their values and in their morals, a little small, like fudge the paperwork here. Don't do this thing. Just hit this one person because they're out of line. It's just these small things that keep adding up to breaking down someone's moralistic judgment or their value system for empathy or the golden rule even. So the, by the end of the breakdown of what happened to these police officers is they were doing public executions of pregnant women. At some point, these good cops were altered through this manipulation to be justified in killing a pregnant woman, point blank. What happens with our belief systems is pretty important, especially with this day and age with people running into the same social dilemmas that are running into back then, like isolation, running into fear, being pumped into people having the algorithms all changed or shaping our belief systems to be something completely different than what we ever would have had. I know friends that it's hard for me to talk to right now because they've isolated so hard. And then the algorithms have pushed them way over into one side of the conversation to where it's almost like they believe that if they walk outside that they're just going to see police officers killing and beating black people everywhere. And I'm like, that's, it's not everywhere. It's not happening all the, like they're not cops aren't out. They're just killing everybody. That this does, that's not happening. And they're like, I've seen 10 videos today from when, well, one was 1974 and one was 1989 and one was 92. And you're like, that wasn't today, but if you, I guess if you collectively take all of the injustices that have been done and put them all into one video, it seems like everyone's getting killed out there. And that's where the belief system starts getting really skewed from like what is really happening to the filters now that we have that the cops are just going to kill me. When most police officers start off is not trying to kill people. They want to protect people. It's generally a service job. And it's interesting to watch how people are going to try and change somebody who wakes up in the morning, puts their lives on the line to try to make sure that people are safe, are the enemy because of bad choices from bad people from long ago being pushed in people's faces to create a filter of fear and disbelief. And now it's hard for me to even talk to some of these people. I did a podcast on the 
mixed nomad. And you can listen to those ones where the voice of reason started to get more obscure. And I, all I wanted to do was understand, but it became more and more polarized. And it was becoming confusing because the filters that were being used became more and more racist. If you were trying to say, well, let's remove racism. And is it balanced or unbalanced? How do we fix it? How do we not? Is this a solution that's viable? Could we test it? Or is this completely ridiculous and that won't ever work? Those conversations are getting more and more broken down. And like you said, it's it's tough watching the polarization of people from left, right, uh, religious, non-religious. I mean, you pick the thing. It's a vaxxed, not vaxxed. Everybody's got like, we have to be against each other. And I think that ultimately, and here's where I think the the point of my entire belief system thing is, is if you start creating justifications for doing things that you would hate done against you, that's the awareness that you need to slow down, like you said, seek to understand, run it back, and then remember that we're all on the same team here. Do you know that they, the most important race out of all the races is human? We're all the human race. We're all people who are trying to take care of our people. And we all have the same agenda to keep our friends and family and loved ones safe and able to prosper and grow and do well. That's what everyone's agenda is. And it's almost like the irony of Christian religions where you've got Baptists and Protestants and, you know, non-denominational Jehovah's Witnesses. You've got all these different versions, all with the same Jesus and same God, who all think the other ones are wrong and bad and not, not correct. You're on the that's what way. happens when you leave things open to interpretation. Yeah. It's, that's what happens when you give vague explanations. You're on the same team. Why do you think the other guys are wrong? Because it doesn't, the same God. <laughs> like, because it doesn't fit that, that section of belief. And going back to your whole Hitler explanation with, and this, this is probably going to be the whole controversial aspect of it and probably an unpopular opinion, but, I think Hitler was a genius and not in the way that you would think like his leadership qualities were that of like top tier genius. I think his motives were fucking trash. I think what he wanted to do was garbage, but his ability to lead was epic. If he had taken that same charismatic ability to lead and done a positive with it, he would be spoken at he would be spoken of in a very different light but the people under him had such belief in the end goal vision that they were basically hypnotized by the end goal which allowed them to forego the beliefs of the things that needed to be done in the moment to be able to achieve the end goal and those beliefs got washed away by the other belief that they had. And I think having the confliction between your beliefs as you're going through process and not being able to adjust that to be able to see clearly is an issue itself. Because you can have multiple beliefs about the same thing as time goes on. But if you're clinging to the original belief and ignoring the adjustments that need to be made throughout it, 
you're not going to end up with something good. And that's, that's just a, that's my judgment on it, but that's, that's how I'm seeing things unfold with, with history and numerous different categories, but Hitler being a prime example, it's just people had a very strong belief for who he was and how he was and the way he led and that charisma, that, that end goal of everybody being united, but having to remove a piece of people to be united. People were ignoring that. They were like, yeah, it's just part of the process. I'm just following orders. Their belief without the original piece would have been like, yo, this is fucked. Like this, this is, this is some bad shit. I'm I'm not going to do this. But due to that key piece in the beginning of it, those were no longer a immovable object. That, that was no longer a hard line in the sand for them. It was my eyes on the prize. End result here is un- unity and peace. So therefore, getting rid of the people that don't believe in the same to the same level of degree that I do, that, that's an issue. So to achieve that, I'm going to forego my current beliefs, my, my overall moral compass, and we're going to do what I've been told. That's one of the things I think that is interesting when people are trying to say we need to remember history, remember history, and people are trying to rewrite it to fit a narrative or their own beliefs and narratives. But what you just explained with Hitler is important information, especially right now, since a lot of the exact same tactics that converted a highly democratic society into Jew-killing Nazis It didn't happen in one speech. It happened with one huge variable, fear, and a lot of it, which is why when people are watching the news today, you don't realize that what you're doing is falling into the same thing. Isolate away from your friends who are the voices of reason. Don't talk to them. We're going to give you fear, little hope, fear, little hope, fear, little hope, fear, and keep pushing you up this mountain here. Eventually, because you don't have your voices of reason around you, you're afraid of everything that's going to kill you, which including the air, and you're not able to follow actual science anymore because it's mixed so, so heavily in with imaginative terror that you'll start to do anything. And this is the way that the, I think there's a Dr. Martin Desmet did a whole breakdown on what's going on with today that you should be paying attention to because it's the same way that happened with the Nazis to destroy their belief systems for a moral judgment into becoming we really probably should ex- exterminate or even like the the way it starts, the terminologies that were used, where right now they're showing that um, – People who are vaccinated are having extreme adverse effects. Uh, Boys are getting myocarditis. Girls are, um, their ovaries are being attacked and becoming. uh, Ah, That doesn't matter. But it's the thing. No, the overall good's better. But that's what the point is, is people who aren't having the adverse effects are saying the price is worth it. And that's that's because it happened to you. But that's the thing that's interesting is now they're showing that there's like millions of people who are having extreme adverse effects, especially if you already had COVID getting the vaccine now has been shown to have 
only negative side effects afterwards because your antibodies are over 25 times stronger than the vaccine would be. We're just putting spike proteins into you at this point. And if they say it's causing harm and hurting kids and hurting people, but it didn't hurt you. Hey, it's just the price you got to pay. You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. And the fact is, the you're not supposed good. to be breaking all these eggs when you're making omelets. Yeah. If there's a drug that ever gets created that has more than 50 deaths, they're supposed to take it off the market and fix it to not do that. And right now we have millions. And that's too many. And they're like, yeah, but the size of the population, you know, when all of the variables, it's too many, but no stop. It's the same speech that they did with, with the Germans. And that's why understanding the history is important. And I think that when people will alter the belief systems that they have in order to fit their narrative, whether it be out of fear or what you believe, but you will disregard all new information, no matter how credible the source is. I don't know. And this is, I'm going to plug in a couple of things that have nothing to do with us, but I just watched Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough. These are like the two most decorated men, like in our medical industry, like Peter McCullough has the, he's the most published doctor in the world. Like there is no doctor who has more publications than this doctor. This is the number one published doctor on the planet. And he's giving information you should listen to. Dr. Robert Malone, he's been creating vaccines since HIV. Been doing it for over 30 years. He's the guy. He's run multiple major government vaccination stuff. And he's even saying this is doing stuff we need to take off. This shouldn't be going anymore. But they're getting rid of what we're concerned with. We see Dr. Pierre Corey and uh, Dr. McCulloch talking, we need preventative like methods, and we have them. There are things that 100% work. They've done it in India. They've done it in Mexico. They've done it in Spain. It's worked 100%. It absolutely works. It's like this, this is preventative is the way. And they're like, no, we have to push fear. Fear, fear, fear. And if somebody even sees this is the science, remember the whole follow the science? This is actual science. And they're going to say, well, my belief says they're a quack or they're a kook or they're crazy or that doesn't fit my narrative. So I'm going to judge them in a negative way. And I think that's the part where you were getting at where if your belief system is what you're going to choose it is. And even if you tell them the fact, they'll have a cognitive dissonance to disregard fact for feelings, disregard for my narrative, and I'm going to justify this by judging in a negative way, calling a name, discrediting, trying to listen to somebody who's like, yeah, well, they also do voodoo. Like, they don't do voodoo. Like, I saw it on the news, so the news has never lied. <laughs> <laughs> So I think there's there's a flip side to that too. Is so it's as simple as this: with every keystroke that you make on your computer, you can find information. But depending on how you phrase that keystroke, you can find the opposite information as well. So for every search result you get, and it will vary depending on a how you type it and b the area you live in. 
but you could search right now, like, is cheese good for you? And then you could type in, is cheese bad for you? And you will get a lot of different information on both sides conflicting against one another to be able to fit whatever the keystroke is that you put in there. So the information we're given is literally based around the information we want to hear or we want to find. So you can, you can find conflicting ideologies for any scenario. And as powerful as the information that we have at our fingertips is, it can be just as powerful in a negative way. So it really just comes down to what it is that you're looking for. If you're looking to be right, put in the information that you want to be right about and you, you can find it. There are plenty of people out there that will say the same thing as you. Now, facts and being right are very different things. And when we're talking about following the science versus following the money, it's also a different thing. And there's a lot of money to be made in sick people. There's a, a, a quote that goes around, it's a cured customer it, or a cured patient is a customer lost. So what benefit does the people that are making these vaccines have to incentivize them to cure a situation that is making billions of dollars? I mean, it's, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of, yeah, there doesn't look like there's a whole lot of incentive to be able to get rid of a very large profitable disease. And there's and, not. I think there's also, I was just watching, uh, I didn't finish it yet. I'm halfway through it. Uh, one of the interviews for Joe Rogan was with uh, John Abramson. He was a physician who was on a whole bunch of um, he, courts and testifying and, and things against some of the major pharmaceutical brands, big pharma on how the system works and how corrupt the system is, especially in America. Like we have the worst system out of all of them, even how like right now in our medical system, I think we're in the low sixties for like effectiveness for like health overall on the planet. Like mm -hmm. we do, we have the potential to have the best healthcare, but the way that we do it makes it so we're by no means even close. And it's not because of socialist um, systems. It's just the way that we operate makes it so that drug companies are their own regulators. It's crazy. But because it's how much money is able to be made, it's amazing how many adverse effects, how many consequences, how many deaths, how many things can go through. And nobody actually does anything about it. They get like a slap on the wrist or a fine. Nobody goes to jail, even killing you know, tens of thousands of people with the medication lawsuit, pay some money and then, okay. Yeah, we'll pay a small percentage. We'll, we'll pay a small percentage of what we've made to be able to get rid of the, the, the bad shit and continue to make more money and more issues. We'll create a solution that will cause effects that we'll have to create another solution for. And that's how we got boosters. Oh, okay. Take this vaccine. All right. Are you, we're, going, uh, we're going there. Fuck it. You know what? We're going there. <laughs> Fuck it. We tried not to do it. We tried not to do it. We can't. We're not going to self self cancel anymore. We're not going to. We'll probably get demonetized for this. Honestly. I don't even get monetized anyways. 
Whatever. We're not big enough yet, but this video will this, never be monetized. <laughs> this one on. will probably get demonetized. But yeah, it's like we created this. This is supposed to be good. It's showing that it's bad. So we're going to create something else to be able to counteract what we created originally. And that didn't work as well as we hoped. So we're going to create another thing. You just keep taking all these additional things to be able to combat the last thing that we gave you. I don't know. Like the, I said, I, the at the end of the day in. for me, at the end of the day for me, one way or another, I don't care. If, if it's your choice, you want to take it, go for it. I have no, no problems with you. Like at the end of the day, if, if it was between you and I and you were pro-vaccination, this is what you wanted to do. And I was against it. I don't see an issue with you as an individual. I would want better options for you. I would like you to see more information. But if at the end of the day, you went through all this and you came to the conclusion, this is what I decide. That's, that's your choice. That's completely on you. I'm not going to not talk to you. I'm not going to look at you in a different light. I'm not going to cancel you because you decided something that was opposing to what I decided. But we don't live in that same world for everybody. And drawing that hard line in the sand between the individuals and the choices that they get to make as a free fucking red-blooded American is is an issue in itself. Is probably the leading issue in itself. Yeah, uh, right now, I think it still falls under the bigger umbrella of polarizing. We're going versus for no fucking reason. And I'm just going to, I'm going to say it that blankly. Racism, vaccines, politics, religion. We're all on the same team, guys. But if you're not paying attention and you're isolated and you're stuck in algorithms and you're doing what you're doing, which is trying to say, because you're not doing it my way, I hope you fucking die. Like, that's your team. That's your teammate. You don't know that. Like, we're on the same team here. Doesn't matter your skin color, your sexual preference. It doesn't matter uh, what medication you're taking or not taking. It doesn't. None of that shit matters. Like you get to be you. And I, I remember I was standing on a school board meeting and I was having the conversation even about like mask mandates, which they've been proven by the top mask expert, expert on the fucking planet who says it doesn't stop this. Like it, it may stop someone sneezing all over somebody, but the particles are... 0.01 or something like that and the masks only stop 0.03 it would go right through the mask anyways plus there's 18 percent movement around the mask they don't they don't stop anything and cloth masks do absolutely nothing so total waste of fucking time like when this science has come out and people are still saying i went to the theater last night with my daughter and they said we can't sell you a ticket unless you're wearing a mask but after you get your ticket then you can take it off what kind of weird control thing are we promoting here i'm not versus There's you at all and we're completely so many examples we've, of that. we've gone through all of the stuff we've all survived covid we all went through all the things we have antibodies we're all good to go and it's been proven too there are zero cases of people who have had covid who have caught it twice there are people who can, the flu still exists common cold still exists you can still get sick but you can't catch covid twice it's cdc had to change everything because they had zero cases they were trying to fear everybody into doing this vaccine, but they're like, turns out if you have the antibodies and get the vaccine, it's only causing adverse effects. It's not making it better. But the point was, is you're adding in with booster after booster after booster. The point of the vaccine is to make it so this 
I hate to get so far into science, but watch Robert, Dr. Robert Malone. He breaks it down perfectly. The, the spike protein on this virus is the issue. And that spike part creates coagulation and other issues, but also breaks blood brain barriers and other barriers in the body that things aren't supposed to get into. It needs to be flushed out. And once you create the antibodies for this, it needs to be taken out. And it has to be done within like 12 to 15 months for your body to be like clean and good to go. If you keep putting in a booster every six months, you keep reapplying the spike protein that needs to be flushed out over and over again, creating massive adverse effects. And the lists are, the list keeps growing, not just myocarditis, not just um, different health issues, but people are having full body breakdowns, nerve breakdowns, brain fogs, heart attacks. Things are going crazy. And people think, that this thing that's doing it is the solution because their belief system around being terrified that the air is going to kill you and your baby is, is not actually true. You are creating a new problem because the heroes of the day are trying to say this non FDA approved vaccine needs to be mandated and you have to have it to get on a flight and all these other things that are the same thing. It's the totalitarianism that was done with the Germans to Nazis. And that's the part that gets really scary is when people aren't following anything that's ever happened. This has already happened. And it's one of those things where I try to accept people for where they are. And I do not tell people what they need to do, which is important because if you are thinking, I need to tell you what you need to do, you're already missing the point of all of it. We get to choose. You get to choose on what you believe is best, but you do not get to force others. And once you start believing that it's fine to crack some eggs, it's fine if some of them die. If they die and I'm good, I don't care. You're already doing the German talk. You're already going the direction where a good police officer starts making small moral sacrifices to the point where when somebody who's non-vaccinated dies you're like good they deserve it they 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 made their own bed these are people on your team like because people who are vaccinated are also dying and you shouldn't be saying good told you no, that's somebody's family member man you're on the same team what's wrong with you I agree. And like I said, it's the division thing. And it started long before COVID even existed. We've been building to the whole division of our country for decades now. And it's only gotten worse, man. And that's, I think, where it comes to the belief. You're as divided as we believe. And you're going to make a self-fulfilling prophecy that you should hate someone who doesn't do it exactly like you do. And there's mm -hmm. enough niche algorithms that you can fall into little hyper chambers of people who are just filled with hate and reinforce your hatred. But if you look at these people who are deep in this stuff, whether it be social justice or be some of these like, you know, super hard judgmental articles, these are not happy people. They're not happy. They're fucking miserable and they want to spread it because hurt people hurt people. 
And that's a big red flag that if you're listening to somebody who's telling you blame, shame, judgment, and I don't care if you die, is that who you should follow? The thing with totalitarianism, the way that the whole thing works with isolation and fear mongering and all of the things that are step-by-step -step needed for you to break down your, your justification system is, fuck, what was, the, what was the word I was looking for? I had a word set up for that. It's not fear. I'm going to have to cut this piece out. I just forgot what I was going to say. Take your time. The whole thing comes down to control. I think it is, are you really controlled? And they found that people, there's like 30% who are able to be hypnotized. That means they watch CNN and they watch the news and they watch all of the YouTube stuff and they watch the things and they are hypnotized. Like they'll fall right for it. They're like, the boogeyman is going to kill your babies. And they're like, oh, fuck. The boogeyman is going to kill my babies. We are getting boogie proof doors. We're getting boogie proof cribs. We're getting boogie proof shots. We're getting boogie proof guns. We're getting boogie proofed. I'm going to get the boogie proofs. And then you got 40% of people who are like, could go either way. Depending so what you're on telling who, me is who I should invest in boogie proofing anything. I didn't tell anybody anything. <clears throat> that, that way, once everyone wants to boogie proof these things, I can make a lot of money off of your. I mean, career. yeah. I mean, if you want, if you want to get like boogie insurance, this is the way. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I should probably have invested in, uh, N95s. I mean, right now, actually, you could probably make up some sort of uh, propagandic COVID insurance to make it so if anybody, you know, passes away definitively only from COVID, then you would pay out $2 million to each family. Uh, unfortunately, you can go ahead and alleviate that if they have any other comorbidities, and then you'll be able to just make piscillions of dollars. But your loophole just has to be comorbidity and that's it. You're good. Like you literally would make a gajillion dollars because people aren't dying only from COVID. If they were put on a ventilator, disqualified. Like you can just, you can create all kinds of loopholes. It's not just COVID. Gajillion what I think dollars. is wild is like, we've, we've strayed so far from the original topic, yet yeah, the original topic has applied to every single thing that we have strayed th thus far into. Like your belief applies to every topic we've discussed in depth at every point. It still, it all comes back down to what you believe, how deeply you believe in it and the length that you'll go to be able to keep that belief intact. Yeah. And also if you want to really check your beliefs, anybody who was listening to this, who said, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Anyone who said that is falling into a spot where your belief systems and your judgment and your blame and shame is showing your weakness, not your strength. But if you want to be able to share like, Hey, here's actually some, I want to listen to your things and I want you to listen to mine and let's see where can we grow together to keep our family safe. I think you'll realize that if you're not so busy judging everybody that we're on the same team. So I'm not versus you. I'm on your team. I think that's the part where I think our belief systems need to keep keep growing and stop being so stuck. And we choose to be stuck.
we choose to hate, we choose to judge, we choose to go fast and not slow down. We choose to not ask questions. We choose what we're going to apply and not apply. We we choose to cancel, we choose to self-censor, we choose to do all of these things that work against each other. And that's an interesting set of choices. And it all comes down to my belief system core, which still runs into the golden rule. And this is something that I've noticed has gone out the damn window. If your belief system says I'm allowed to force you to do what I think you should do. Do you like to be forced to do do things you don't think is right? We're not even asking the basic kindergarten questions anymore. That's not even the golden rule anymore. (laughs) You're not treating people the way you want to be treated. And we're not following basic justice anymore. What's right for all of us? Our belief systems are in the way of listening to any other point of view, and we disregard absolute facts to make sure our narratives stay strong. We get too deep into it, man. And this is where I think we should pay attention to Hitler. Pay attention to the history. What happened? How did good people become bad people? They didn't start off Nazis. They didn't. (laughs) But... We've also censored a lot of that. Like we've we've made it a lot harder to find the information. Just in just in the the whole Nazi Germany aspect, like finding the information now, you can do it, but it is not as accessible as you would think it would be. Like you actually have to put effort in to be able to find that information in in its entirety. Like it's it's scattered, it's spread, it's it's altered, it's censored. There's combative narratives on something that has happened. Like we don't we don't preach it we don't teach it it that is a part of history that has been almost hidden away and i think for a reason so at this point if you don't even can't find the thing to agree then we have to keep disagreeing if i can't find like this actually happened or like this is how much evidence we have to show that this is the lesson we should have learned from these mistakes and this goes everything from that to slavery to how textbooks write about stuff everyone's trying to add a narrative because we deleted the original copy what happened and i i've listened to even my black friends and people who are like yeah they kind of changed the story a little bit and i'm like well it's fair to have the real story but not because we're shaming anybody or blaming anybody, but because we're supposed to be learning from these things to not repeat the same mistakes. But when people say, yeah, they used to hate and do horrible things out of hatred, and that's wrong. So we're going to do what they did to them to do it right. Like, wait, what? You're going to do what? Wait, you just said you're going to do the thing that you hated done to one group, you're going to do it back to the other group to make it right. But no, we're going to adjust it a little bit, just just slightly. Same same end goal, same same you know prog- process, but we're going to adjust it slightly, just enough to make it appear different. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. I'll use hate to find peace. Remember that the you said George Carlin thing where he says that. Uh, what did he say? Fighting for peace is like screwing for virginity. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's it's so funny to watch. That's your belief system. I'm gonna have so much sex and make so many virgins. You're like, that's not how that works. Oh, you'll see. You'll see. You you fuck you if you don't understand it. You can't screw for virginity, man. <laughs> like you can't hate for peace. You can't fight for people to be peaceful. The only way that that works is if one side is either completely defeated or if the other side just surrenders completely. And nobody really wins when it comes to those situations. But being able to have a real conversation and just try and understand each other, that we can work with. I I have to talk people off the ledge. There's so many people who are so gung-ho to be like, let's go fuck them up. I'm like... Once you, you you shoot that shot or you throw that stone, you can't unshoot it and you can't unthrow it. Slow down. Have a conversation first. I'm going to end it with a fun fact. You want to hear a fun fact? <clears throat> People I'm might good. not know this about a handshake, but handshakes in the Viking time was not for for like greetings. It wasn't like a, hey, what's up? Handshake. They used to do that like Viking handshake, that warrior handshake where you lock arms like this. So what would happen originally with the handshake is that two like warring tribes or two rival tribes, when they wanted to have a conversation, they would put their weapons down and the leaders would lock arms with each other and hold each other's arms. So that way they don't grab their weapons and attack. So this was because I don't trust you, but I'm going to give you the chance to talk without being able to grab your weapon. This originally was not because I trust you, it's because I don't. But over time, it became a sign of trust because I want to talk to you and not attack you, will lock arms. And then over time, this became the greeting to show trust and say a camaraderie or greeting. But it was changed over time. But originally it was because I don't trust you. And I'm going to hold your arm so you don't pick up your weapon and attack my people. Smart. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing where right now, maybe it's better if instead of us throwing stones, shooting bullets, breaking places down, setting fires, destroying people's things, trying to hurt people, maybe we can just go back to locking arms and having a conversation. You can't pick up your weapons, just lock arms. Let's have a conversation about this. You don't have to trust me, but understand that just the act of me locking arms with you means I want to hear what you have to say too. I'm going to leave it with that one, man. Eddie, you've been great. Appreciate you going on this roller coaster. We went so far off the rails in the original conversation, but I think that we can go into belief for 500 episodes and probably still not cover everything. So let's keep going with it on the next one because I didn't get into half my notes here. I'm not even kidding. None of them. Like we got, we went off the rails, but what a fun ride. Anyways, thank you for, if you listen this far, one of our more controversial issues, but happy to do so whatever nobody listens to half this stuff anyway so let's go ahead and be a little crazy with it and have fun and learn each other and grow and understand that our and our purpose and our reason and our motive for what we're doing is to know that we're not against you we want you to be able to grow internally we want you to be able to grow externally we want your family safe and we want you to be able to be your best person and our belief is 
if we're able to have open discussions about all of this taboo stuff, maybe, just maybe, we can listen to each other enough to learn something and become better all the way around. So follow Eddie on pure.defiance. He's on Instagram and on TikTok. You can find my stuff all over the place. Go to justamileaday.com. You can see some of our stuff there. If you want to just get started and just taking care of your body again, it's the place to begin. If you're a man who wants to find other men who will stand up to become better men, not just in like these conversations, but also in your marriage or find your values or learn who you are or find your purpose or achieve your goals, reach out and check out the Everything is a Choice program. We have some powerful men in the group. We have some great results. And uh, we're actually meeting here in a couple hours with one of the classes that we're going to be running together. So that's good. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And uh, thank you for this, Eddie. I will talk to you soon. We'll do another episode of this. Hopefully it sounds good because audio issues are always a thing. But other than that, remember that your belief system if you can recognize it, it's just like everything. It's a choice. Good night, guys. Choice!